Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Wednesday morning here in a stifling, humid Starkville, Mississippi. It's rough out there, my friend. I've lived in the South my whole life, and there are still days like today where I'm just like, yeah. You're, you're sweating almost as much as you were at the SEC tournament at the uh, Super Talk bus. Yeah. Yeah, well, at least there I was outside. I had an excuse. Yeah. In here, I'm just, it's, just, it's just awful. So, <laughs> glad that you have joined us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Thank you all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Today's a good day for an iced drink from Strange Brew Coffeehouse, just to cool you off a little bit. Or maybe head over to Churn and Spoon for a great Sunday milkshake or cone. Whatever your choice is, it's going to be a good one. We always know what Strange Brew delivers. Great quality products, great service. They are one of Starville's finest local businesses and have been for a long, long time. Guys, we are just days away from Father's Day. If you haven't made the call to College Corner, if you haven't told your wife and you haven't told your kids, hey, this is what I want, well, I got no one, you got no one to blame but yourself at that point. You should have planned better. But there's still time. There's still plenty of time. Head over to collegecornerstore.com or shop at one of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And grab yourself some brand new MSU merchandise. Don't get soap on a rope this Father's Day. Don't get another bottle of Chaps or Old Spice. It's time to get some brand new MSU merchandise from College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Your favorite southern classics turned into Mexican dishes like you've never seen before. A fried chicken taco. Who would have thought of it? Delicious. Can't go wrong. Fried catfish taco. Fried catfish taco. I'm on it. A, Nat- a Nashville hot fried catfish taco. With a sweet potato, sweet potato tortilla. Which we have said before on the show. You can search high and low. You're not finding another sweet potato tortilla anywhere, not only just in this state, but maybe in the country. A very unique item. A menu that serves just about everybody. Great drink specials, frozen margaritas, margaritas on tap, local beers, everything you're looking for in a good time, you can find it at Humble Taco. It is Rumblings Day, and we've got some great questions today. Let me go ahead and set the timer here so we can remember to do our second set of ads. Robbie, last week, uh, one of our longest ever uh, editions of the rumblings. I think people were just trying to feel you out. I think people were just trying to get your uh, get, get get some some try to set a foundation for questions in the future. What is he like? What is he not like? And I can I can build from there. How do you feel you did on your first edition of the rumblings? I thought it it was okay. I had a few people that were upset about my hamburger list, like Tyler Horka. and there there were Nobody a few cares things what that guy thinks anyway. All that, right, that's true. That's true. But there were a few things that I might have stumbled across, but for the most part, I thought you were very for an hour and a half yeah. show, you know, kind of getting caught off guard by a few questions yeah. here and there. I thought I thought I did pretty well, and you uh, assisted you as did. well. I so you did very very well. Uh, very but yeah, I, like I told you, I saw the questions coming in the night before, and it was it was quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But this week I, you're a little more prepared. I, I feel like I'm ready to roll now, and I yeah. can get into my groove this week. All right. Uh, let's see here. Our first question of the day comes to us from somebody named B. Dice, who is an Ole Miss fan. And his first question is, why does Ole Miss live rent-free in Mississippi State fan bases head? This question from B. Dice, an Ole Miss fan, who follows both of us on Twitter. Yes. Uh, wanting to know why Ole Miss lives rent-free. Well, as we've said many times before, B. Dice, what kind of a father would charge his son rent? There you go. 
I mean, I, I've, I, I'm always flabbergasted by these people that talk free. about, oh, you're obsessed and this and that. You follow me. And you're me. following Mississippi State You follow people. me and Robbie. Why? And, and I, I can guarantee you he's not listening to the show either. I, no, no, I don't no, think, no. no, 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 no. I guarantee that he is. You think he's listening to the rumblings? I think he listens. To, he asked a question. He's going to want to know saw the our tweet. So why would he ask that question? He wants to know our answer. Well, okay. your answer, buddy? Well, there Enjoy you go. life. Good luck in Arizona. Try not to melt. All right. Uh, Steve. Now, Steve is one of our listeners. I like Steve. Steve does not have any problem telling me how, how as uh, Steve Robertson likes to say, how the cow eats the cabbage. He likes to, he likes to explain to me that I am not positive enough. So he's, he wants your opinion here. This is not for me. Robbie. Do you ever see realistically Mississippi State having a chance to elevate in football to become an upper-tier program from SU? Do you think we can be a consistent player in the SEC West? Are you generally negative or positive about MSU sports? I'd say Brian's um, more negative than I am. That's not, I, that's not a surprise. You know, I grew up – or not really grew up, but I started working in media relations, so I, I kind of have that PR – vibe about me at times but at the same time i'm one of those i'm not afraid to tell you when things are bad and uh it might be a good thing that i'm not in public relations and i'm actually in journalism so i I think it's i think i I have at times you know a healthy medium between the two but as far as elevating is concerned i don't know it's going to be really difficult for mississippi state to do that it's not out of the question because we've seen i mean Clemson won a national championship, I think. Then they won a national title in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So they weren't, you know, they weren't a completely irrelevant program, but they've kind of gone to new heights uh, under Dabo Sweeney. So it's not, it's not completely foreign. Mississippi State is going to be tough for Mississippi State or Ole Miss to be a consistent elite football program because you're competing against each other in this low populated state Mm -hmm. there's just not there's not a whole lot we're just consuming each other here in mississippi Mm -hmm. and other schools are coming in as well right so it's going to be difficult but i think what you what you want as a mississippi state fan is to be a constant at that seven to eight wins Mm -hmm. every year you know you're going to get seven to eight wins and then every now and then you're in the 10 to 11 win range and you have an opportunity every four or five years to make a jump and to compete for an SEC West championship. And I think I've always said in a five-year period for Mississippi State, you have three years where you're seven to eight wins. You have one year where you maybe take a little bit of a step back, where you go five and five, maybe even five, but probably six wins. And then you have that one year where you elevate, yeah. and you're in a 10-win kind of situation. State missed that window last time because yes. the 18 team was that team, and Joe Moorhead wasn't able to get them there. So now Mike Leach is in he's in another cycle now. I think last year was the down year. This year they'll be back to that seven eight win. And then maybe next year when is gonna be the year where they can elevate a little bit. That's the year where you get Alabama LSU uh Ole Miss on the road, mm-hmm. which which Alabama LSU are games that I tend to say State's probably going to lose most years. Now I don't know with LSU this year. Yeah. But L- LSU is more of a up and down thing. Like yeah. I th- I feel like Mississippi State at this point, at this stage in the game they can compete with LSU on right. a routine basis. And that that wasn't the case for you know time. 2000 until 2014. Yeah. But now now you're starting to see more competitive ball games. State's gone to Baton Rouge and won twice mm-hmm. in the last 7 6 years. Yeah. So I, I think there's more of a chance to win that ball game than it is Alabama. But, 
the the thing with that schedule though, it means you get Auburn, Arkansas, A and M at home. Those are games that are winnable. Yes, and you get them at home, and you have your other East team is at home. Kentucky is always sort of a fifty fifty game for me. Ole Miss is always a fifty fifty game wherever it is. So getting those games at home that that's a that's a year where you can elevate. That's what a, the even years are the best opportunities for state to elevate into that ten win. That's when they have Auburn, A and M, Arkansas at home. And it's not like a loser's mentality or anything like that. It's just kind of it's the reality of the situation. I mean, you can't expect Mississippi State to be Alabama. Alabama has been this. It starts with Saban retiring, whatever the hell that's going yes. to be. So. All right, let's move forward I'd like here. to talk more about that on another day during the summer. That's, that's a weekend. good summer topic. of, of Yeah, for sure. Will Fry, what do you think about putting in pitchers who pitched a good amount not three days ago? Not calling out any single team. I noticed there were more than one, but I just one that will put a recent starter in in later innings. Well, I mean, Campbell I, did it. Yeah. I mean, everybody was doing it. Yeah. Southern Miss did it. Not everybody. Uh, I mean, Mississippi State didn't do it. But it, it's been a common theme for teams over the years. I mean, when, once you get to that final day, you just try to piece things together. And it's not it's not Chris Lamonis and Scott Foxhall's style to do that. So I don't expect Mississippi State to do that unless you get to Omaha and you have, you know, some ample rest. But – I was not shocked by Ole Miss doing that with Doug Nikhazy. Totally expected it. And, and Doug and Doug Diamond came in as well. Derek Diamond. Derek Diamond. Yeah. Who's Doug Diamond? I don't know. Dustin Diamond was Screech. Yes, the porn star slash yes. felon. Um, okay, Derek Diamond. Yeah, it doesn't and matter what his name is. So they pitched two starters at the on the same day that both had coming off short rest. And my thing is, you know – for for Ole Miss or whoever, like if you have if you only got one guy like Doug Nikhazy and you you feel like you have a chance to um, get to a super regional, if he can give you twenty pitches and he feels good, yeah, do it. You got to do I it. I mean, if, if if the kid signs off on it, it's yeah. hard to to be too upset. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't advise it. He threw one hundred nineteen pitches two yeah. days prior, but the kid wants to win the game. It's hard to. Fault them. They're trying to win. Yeah, I agree. Southern Miss did the same thing. They threw two starters out yeah, there that Powell, short yeah. short rest. Kevin Copps, and who's not a starter, but he threw 157 pitches in three days. How is his arm not falling off? He is. He is because he doesn't throw hard. He throws that cut. He's a robot. Yeah. Carter Bentley wants to know why do we say something is out of order, but when it works again, we don't say it's put back in order. I don't know. <laughs> this is one of those things the English language gives us. I enjoy these questions. We. I will say if like. The, do you you don't is, ever say something is in order? Well, that's what I was going to get at. Sometimes, like, let's say things are mixed up, right? Let's say, like, I have one, three, two, five, four. Yes. And then I say, those numbers are out of order. Put them in order. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. So that you do do that, but I agree that when there's something not working, like if, the hey, the refrigerator's out of order. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't know where that came from. It's just another thing, man. It's like out of order, like it's not in its it's not in its proper state. But, but I wouldn't say, hey, is the, if the refrigerator is working, hey, is the refrigerator back in order yet? I would. I would say. just say it's broken. Well, yeah, there's that too. The toilet's broken. You can always go that way too. Uh, Andy Losick wants to know: Have either of us watched Ted Lasso? I haven't seen that. I haven't oh, seen it. What, what does it come on Amazon Prime? It's on Apple TV. Okay, I don't have Apple TV. I just don't have it. So I have every single thing. I, I can't keep adding these subscription based. Networks. So the next question was, if yes, so since that's a no, we'll move forward. Uh, Clifton Taylor says, Robbie instantly earned my respect last week with his walk-up song choice. What are some nice. of your favorite walk-up songs from the past? 
Uh, um, anytime wrestling gets involved, Jamie Rock, Nick Flair. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, his name was Nick Flair. How could you not go with that? But that being um, said, um, I loved McNamee's. That was sort of you and I were sort of the groundbreakers on the saxophone. Yes, we we were the first guys to really get behind the saxophone. Anybody thing. else is listening, you know. And then and then Brett Hudson jumped in. Well, and now you just went and said him by name. I was going to subtweet him. There. It wasn't cool anymore when Brett got involved. Brett. Um, but though I liked Gavin Collins back in the day. I can't even remember what it was. It was kind of like a reggae song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're um, about, yeah. I like that one. Brett Pirtle had a good one one year. Um, I'm trying to think. I always enjoyed uh, Wes Ray coming out to Biggie Smalls. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and then, of course, there, there's been some really good ones for pitchers Yeah, I mean, Holder, over the years. You know, you know. Holder, Holders, is that was one of the best closers. Yes. Yeah. That was one of the best closers walkout songs I've ever heard, and I think Landon Sims is awesome. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss. I, I don't. Nobody wants to hear this, but we went to Ole Miss a couple years ago. Yeah. Every starter that they had had a good walkout. had a legit walkout. Was it Will Etheridge? Was Will uh, Etheridge uh, was Godzilla? Yeah, Will Etheridge was Godzilla. Doug Nikhazy was Rooster. Rooster. And I was like, yeah, these guys, these guys have it. They got some good stuff. But I like state. Uh, Will Will Bednar has Sabbath True by yeah. Metallica, which is awesome. Yeah. Landon Sims has White Snake Still of the Night, which both of those came from Spencer Price. So if Spencer you, Price is a guy who helps us on the Chase yes. Patrick has uh, Even Flow. Yes, that's a good one. Black Betty from uh, Parker, Parker Sinet. Sinet. It just works for him. Yep, he looks like a guy it's who perfect would be in 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 that era of music. Yes, so. it's perfect. If There's, you told me. If you said put a picture of Parker Stinnett up and said pitcher or bass player for Lillian Axe, <laughs> I would I would be confused. I don't know which one it would be. Roadie for the Almond Brothers. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Hammy Sins. That's an interesting name. <laughs> All right. Uh, it sounds like um, a, a wrestler or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hammy, uh, Hammy Sins. Uh, no, we're not. I'm sorry, I'm making fun of your name. I don't know. Just, my last name is Haydad, so I get it all the time. Uh, what did the NCAA do to the baseball to cause the spike in home runs this postseason? This is what happens in, in college baseball and these when, they, when it gets warm. With that, and uh, there's been such an emphasis on the launch angle mm-hmm. by hitting coaches. Mississippi State's approached a little bit different. I don't think Gotro is a launch angle guy. Um, and that's what, you know, a lot of people complaining about that. But uh, State's more of a line drive ground ball team. Uh, most of the time, uh, and, and that's, I mean, just been reflective of Tanner Allen. He could probably hit 15 home runs if he wanted to, but that's not his style. Mm-hmm. But a lot of teams are focusing on that. That's why strikeouts are so high. And if you look at the MLB average, that where they're really emphasizing the, the launch angle, you'll see it's, you know, at, at, at a low. Is what it is. It, it's as low as it's been in a long time. Batting average, strikeouts are really high. So I think that's probably the that's probably your your best answer. But also, yeah, it's warming up and the ball is going to shoot out of the yard more. Here in, in the Starkville Regional, too, especially from a Mississippi State perspective, the quality of pitching they were seeing was not SEC quality. No. They were seeing, you know, balls they could drive. Yes. So. And, and all those teams were, like I said, launch angle teams. Sanford has been preaching that with Coach Dunn, I think, since he's he's been there. That's He's built his entire team around hitting the home runs, and that plays to their park, so... Yeah. All right. We already answered. Uh, where did it go here? Our friend Trip Peoples' question. You want to know if Kevin Cobbs is human or a robot? You've already answered that. Oh, yeah, one. I literally said he was a robot earlier. Yeah. So another one from Andy Lossick. Can we? Can you do old school Nintendo games? Or are you a little? Yeah. Really no. I, I, we had a Nintendo. All right. 
Rank these old school in North Nintendo sports games. Blades of Steel, Double Dribble, Double Dribble, Super Tecmo Bowl, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and RBI Baseball. Okay, I never played Blades of Steel or Double Dribble, uh, which I'm guessing Blades of Steel is uh, like a skating game. Hockey. Or Hockey, okay. Yeah. And Double Dribble is basketball? Yes. Okay, um, for me, Frost Super Tecmo... Mo- Los Angeles Breakers? Come on. Uh, I, did, I never played that. So Super Tecmo Bowl would be number one for me. Okay. <clears throat> and then RBI Baseball... And then Mike Tyson's punch out because I, I I'm not I'm not like you or Brandon Walker on the NES. Okay. Um. So now I, I can do I can do 64. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, Blades of Steel and Double Dribble I'll leave up to you. All right. So I'm going to rank these, and there's there's going to about to be controversy here. So I never actually owned RBI Baseball. Okay. So that's going to have to be last. I know it's a great game, but I never owned it. Uh, Super Tecmo Bowl. I actually like regular Tecmo Bowl a little bit better. It's because it was so simple. You only had four plays. Yes, but uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go double dribble fourth. Double dribble. There was the corner glitch, and it, and it just what made double dribble great was the slam dunks. That was the the best part of it. The gameplay itself not great. So I'm gonna go double dribble fourth. Mike Tyson's uh, third. I never beat Tyson. Never beat him. It's hard to. I beat. Uh, yeah, yeah. I could get all the way to Tyson, but yeah. Uh, Super Tecmo Bowl is second, and then I played Blades of Steel every day. I loved Blades of Steel and I was really, really good at it. So we need a we need a sixty four list. See I never played sixty four. Oh man. I, 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 when, when after after the first Nintendo, I went the other I went to Genesis and then I went to PlayStation. That's fine. I I never had a Sega Genesis my cousin did. We had a sixty four and um and also, you know, all my friends had sixty fours before I did. So go into their house and playing the 64 was like a treat. And uh, the old wrestling games on there were awesome. GoldenEye was the, one of the best, most iconic games. Oh, yeah, games. Everybody, everybody knows GoldenEye. And, uh, you know, Madden was great on there, so there we go. I enjoyed 64. Skip Reed wants to know, is ESPN3, ESPN Plus, and the Watch ESPN app the same thing? No. Uh, ESPN3 and Watch ESPN is the same, right? Yes, but ESPN but, Plus is a subscription based. Yeah, ESPN Plus also gets you like all of their articles that are subscription based. Yes. So like that's really helpful if you're big into the NFL draft. You get all the the Mel Kiper big board and all that. And they have all the thirty for thirties on there. Yes. And there's some there there are some games on there that aren't available. Yes. Uh, and Mississippi State every now and then will play on there like yep. when they go to like South Florida for women's basketball or something. Right. Right. So yeah, but. ESPN it three and watch ESPN are the same. ESPN Plus is not, right. and I have to deal with that every single baseball game on our message board yes, because right. people confuse each other. It's tiring. Okay. All right, we got Lounge Life wants to know with the new transfer rule, what one player would you choose from the teams we played this weekend to transfer to MSU next year? I think this is a pretty easy answer. The shortstop from Campbell, yeah, Zach Neto. Yes, correct. Yeah, four hundred hitter uh, with power and. Uh, was a really good glove out there. Oh the man! Field. If you could he find would start from day one at Mississippi State. Yeah, and the, you know that would answer some of your issues yeah. hitting wise. I right. mean, I don't know if his family's interested in that or not, but um, they might have had a great experience. And I would, if I'm Chris Lamonis going through the handshake line, I'm just like, good game, good game, good game. Call me, good game. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> how that would have gone. <laughs> hey, let's talk baseball sometime. Here's my number. Yeah. You ever just want to talk yeah. about the game or anything? You know? I mean, if Hugh Freeze can call Chris Jones, 
Why yeah. can't Thessalonians call? Give him a Bible verse every yeah, day. Exactly. Stephen wants to know, when do we get a Four Horsemen podcast with you two, Bob, and Joel? Who is Flair, Ole, Double A, and Tully in that scenario? Well, Bob wouldn't be on this podcast. But well, Bob is the least wrestling guy ever. Brandon Walker would probably be the guy. Be the better choice, yeah. Which that would be that'd be one of the better wrestling podcasts out there. It would be. If we had... I would put us toe-to-toe with just about anybody. And I don't know if we need four people. Is that too much? It's too many. Two people, I think, is yeah. usually... So, I, I, I don't want to be Flair, but I feel like I sort of have to be because I'm the, the constant. Yeah. So... You're the better talker. Okay, so I'll be Flair. That makes... I think that makes Joel double A. Yeah. You're Tully, and Brandon is Ole Anderson. Brandon is definitely Ole. Yeah. Angry, you know. He's, In reality, he's a guy. Brandon should be Wyndham. Yeah. Tall, blonde guy. Well, maybe he's the, Ole maybe because the most he's natural gonna, talent. He's Ole because there's a lot of people that hate him. Oh, that's true, too. That's a good point. Uh, Norm, does Ole Miss dogpiling after beating USM make them their real rival? Well, I hadn't <laughs> thought about it from that angle, Norm. I think there's a few dogpiling uh, questions in here. Oh, well, good. I, I'm enjoying them. Brian, would you eat a pickle a day for a year if it guaranteed state a national championship in the sport of your choosing? I have two questions. I'm sorry, I only have one question. Can I eat just like those little, you know, those little cocktail pickles? Yeah. They, Can that be the pickle? Yeah. So it's just one bite and I'm done. Well, it's not. It's not one. It's. I mean, it, it would I'm be. Kinda, like, you know, when you go to like, uh, like they got a uh, like a charcuterie board out. Right? Yeah, they got little pickles on. Well, they're a little bit bigger like than that. Gherkins. I've things. actually got some of those in my refrigerator right okay. now. If so I can bring bites, them to you, two bites maybe. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, I I don't know. I I wouldn't do. I, I wouldn't suggest that because this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I would suggest the the real deal. I can pickle. Eat a whole pickle. Yes. Here's the thing though. By like the second month, I'm gonna be numb to it. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna be used to it. I'm just—I know what it tastes like. There's no more apprehension or anything, you know. I don't think I'd ever like it, but yeah, for sure I would do that for a football national title at Mississippi State. Yeah, 100%. Just sign me up. Grin and Barrett. Does everybody get to know that I'm doing this too? Because I'd like to be a hero. Yeah, right. it should be broadcasted okay. daily. Good stuff. Good stuff. We got some music questions here from Banana John Bench, who wants to know: Pick two, kick one. Corey Taylor, Brent Smith, or Miles Kennedy? Ooh. Uh, well, me personally, I'm picking Miles Kennedy and Corey Taylor. Okay. Uh, but I love Brent Smith, too. That's a tough question. Right. Zach Wild, Randy Rhodes, Tom Morello. Easy, Zach Wild and Randy Rhodes. Well, Morello out. Yes. Okay. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge Tom Morello guy. He's really talented, but I'm not just that big in his style. Yeah, I agree. Kill Switch, Engage, A7X. That's Avenged Sevenfold, in case yep. you're wondering. And Stone Sour. Um, Avenged Sevenfold and Stone Sour. Not a Kill Switch guy. I, well, I, I, no, I do like Kill Switch Engage, but I like the catalog of A, A7X let, and don't Stone let Sour. Punk hear that. And then Stone Sour is Corey Taylor, who I love. Yeah, I know, yeah. All right, and now a baseball question. If the Sunday plan is to go to Hootie early, why not start the righty with the highest upside? And he has the Canadian flag there. You're going to take him out in an inning or two anyway. If you're going to have a guy out there that's that you f- don't feel confident in yeah. anyway, start the guy who throws. Why not get the guy that can throw 97, 98 consistently with a big breaking ball? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't be totally against that. I mean, I, how different could it have been? I said this the other day. Like I, I trust Eric Sarantola right now more than a lot of these guys that they're running out there, and I still feel like you could use this guy. He is. Think about how fresh he is at this point. Yeah. 
there's not a single person out there that has his ability that is that fresh. But I just don't think it's going to happen. And I, I don't know if you can afford that at this point. I we were talking about that yesterday. I think you have to run Hootie out there to start yeah. at this point. I, I just don't think you can afford to go down three or four to nothing right. to Notre Dame. You know, I mean, you got to come out there and try to get what you can. So. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but I, I think at this point you probably need to go to Hootie on uh, Game 3. All right. Ryan Sims, what went through your mind when the lights went out for that 5 to 10 seconds at the Dude Saturday night? I imagined it, I imagined it was some intern's fault who was now fired. I actually was going to the restroom when this happened. I was not aware that it happened because I, I like walked out the door, and you know the stadium's behind you at that point, and yeah. I didn't even notice it. And then I turned around and go to the restroom. I, I did not know the lights had gone out. What was going through my mind for the split second that it happened was great. We're about to have another 2016 Super Regional where the lights went out and we I sat there for like 30 that. minutes. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes even when the power goes out, like they have like a little delay to getting everything back on. Yeah. But they just popped everything. It was like somebody hit a switch. Yeah. Or something. And they just popped it right back on. So. Yeah. I forget when that happened too. I want to say somebody was, you know. Somebody was in a groove pitching or something, and I, I felt like, oh, great, this is going to screw everything yeah, up. I don't remember either, but I remember that happening now that you mention it. Uh, Brian, Brian CTP, I've been told by several people in the know who claim that reported MSU baseball attendance is low due to John Cohen and COVID and even the fire marshal's influence. One, do you believe the conspiracy? Two, if yes, what's the possible actual reason since it appears to be an MSU-only phenomenon? I will say this. I feel like MSU was underreported attendance all season long. There's no doubt that they did on uh, Saturday. There is yeah. no way there was ten thousand eleven people there. That was a, that was twelve thousand plus. Um, it, it was packed. I, I don't know. I, I'm not real sure what, what's going on with that decision there, but it's been off and on. I like guess yeah. I don't believe conspiracy theories, but it is happening. I think it popped back up for the Ole Miss series. They were reporting the actual attendance. I think, mm-hmm. and now it's like back to that. I don't, and, and it might not be anything, any kind of conspiracy or anything. They might just be not counting everybody that comes to the gates, like yeah. it, you know, which is I, weird too. Someone was telling me that I don't know what their process is. I always thought it was paid attendance, but someone was telling me the other day that they were just telling people to come through the gates the other night because of the time, like they yeah, had to rush so everybody through. People out there. They were just telling people just come on, and that makes sense. And maybe that, maybe that's what happened i don't know but all right david wilson start bench or cut guns and roses def leopard and acdc oh goodness um well i feel like you have to start acdc from the sheer fact of their i mean i mean axel rose sang for acdc so i mean i mean they're the the he has the power of acdc is yeah you got to start them. They're the biggest I, legends in this group. You know, I I might go with GNR as far as what I enjoy the most, mm-hmm. like musical. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I'm probably going to bench Def Leppard. And then you're, you're going to cut. I mean, I'm going to cut. I, I still haven't this, gotten this, this down. Is tough. I'm going to cut Def Leppard. I'm going to bench GNR. I'm a huge Def Leppard fan. I really like them. I was supposed to see them this year. They got canceled again. Um, yeah, I, I, but that said, Guns N' Roses is is awesome. I'm I'm going I'm with you on this. We're going to start ACDC. We're going to bench Guns N' Roses. We're going to have to cut Def Leppard. Robbie, rank these coaches from our little county: Andy Kennedy, Van Chancellor, Mark Hudspeth, and Matthew Mitchell. Ooh, um, shout out to Winston County. Winston County, stand up. 
Okay. I feel like we got to go Van Chancellor first because he was. I agree. He was an SEC championship coach, and he went to the WNBA. Yeah, and, and he there. and he coached two SEC schools. Yeah. So Van Chancellor's one. Matthew Mitchell is number two. He's won an SEC championship. Um, golly, I mean, I got to go Andy Kennedy after Matthew Mitchell because he coached for. Now Mark Husband won a national title though, didn't he? Over it. At- yeah, but I don't know if I can. I can. I don't know if I can put that ahead of coaching SEC basketball and Power okay. Five basketball. Okay. Um, and I love Mark Cutspeth. As far as legends are concerned in, in, in Louisville, Mark Cutspeth is probably right up there with Van Chancellor, if not above him, because he was such a figure at Winston Academy. Like he was yeah. he was godlike. Mm. And after him, like most like the coaches that we were hiring, we conspired with him to to get his thoughts on it. Yeah. Uh, but he went everywhere he's conspired's been. Conspired's not really the best word. Maybe not conspired. We we consulted. Just, we consulted yeah. with him. Um, We're gonna hire this person. <laughs> well, I, actually, in academy, in it academy sports, way, yeah. it is kind of like that. Um, but he's won everywhere he's been. I mean, as far as just being a great coach, he might be one of the best. But oh, gosh, I hate to rake him last. I'm gonna go Van Chancellor, Matthew Mitchell. Andy Kennedy and Mark Husband. Somebody had to be last. Yeah. I hate to do that because, like you said, he does have a national title. And, um, you know, he's just, he's he's won everywhere he's been. But Whit McAnally, what's our favorite flavor of jelly? Strawberry. Strawberry. Yeah, exactly. Thin crust or pan? Um, I'm starting to, I'm starting to, uh, enjoy, as far as frozen pizzas are concerned. Mm hmm. I enjoy the thin crust, mm-hmm. but if I'm going to like a, a real deal pizza place, mm-hmm. I like the regular crust. So just pan, pan. Okay, I would say I'm always a thin crust guy. If I want to eat bread, I'll eat bread. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- you can get too much. Yeah. Uh, the Munsters or the Adams Family? Um, I'd probably go Adams Family here. Yeah, the Adams Family, despite their freaky nature, are like one of the best nuclear families on television. All right, wife and husband madly in love with each other. Yeah. They encourage their kids at all. At all, even though they're you know doing weird stuff, they're very encouraging of their children. They 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 they, they love their extended family. The Adams family. The Munsters are also good too, though. The Munsters are are not even uh, real people. I'll take the Munsters in a pickup basketball game though, because I'll yeah. Herman down. I mean, Herman is Frankenstein pretty yeah. much. Then you have a he is Frankenstein. Yeah. Then you have a a, a vampire as a kid or a bat. No, who, no, no. The kid was uh the werewolf. Okay, werewolf. Mom, mom was the vampire. Okay, so you know you can't you can't trust people like that because they don't have your best intentions. Plus, you there. can only go see them at night. Right. So, yeah, I'm going Adams Family. Yeah. Bo or Luke. The Duke brothers? Yeah. Uh, Bo. Bo is the correct answer, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, Laffy Taffy. I don't like Laffy Taffy. Yeah, it's, it's not good. I don't, like, I don't like stuff that sticks in your mouth yeah. and you can't chew it up. Um, that's kind of annoying. Yeah. So. Hunter Manis wants to know, why is beef jerky so expensive? I have no idea. It, that really is a conundrum. The because there was a time whenever I was traveling and things like that, and beef jerky was like my food of choice. And it's like you go in there, it's like four ounces. Yeah, and, and then you open up the bag, and there's like ten pieces in there. So 
And I'm not like a Slim Jim guy. I like no. the I like the beef jerky tra- is ten times worse than potato chips. About not about bag to actual product ratio. Yeah. In the press box the other day, I opened up a barbecue Lay's bag, mm-hmm. and it was slap full. Like I've never seen. I didn't know what to do. Like it, it was it was up to what? the top. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Somebody There's, screwed somebody up. Somebody got fired. Yeah. Somebody screwed up. Like yeah. You know you're only supposed to put twenty chips in there, right? Yeah. Hunter also wants us to explain cryptocurrency to him like a five-year-old, like he's a five-year-old, so he can understand it. Buddy, we need somebody to do that for us. Yep, I, I'm not into the cryptocurrency stuff, and you know, people have tried to explain it, and I'm not good at math or anything like that. Yeah. So, Tony Loper, who is the best damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg, wants to know what would your dream announcing job be? Um, well, growing up, it was Mississippi State yeah. sports, but I would say probably like Mississippi State football. Mm-hmm. But, you know, beyond that, it would be ESPN. I mean, just being being a college football play-by-play guy or something. Yeah. I don't know if I'm good enough. To, like I hate to be down on myself, but yeah. I don't I don't think I'm I don't know if I'm good enough to do that. Yeah, but, I'm sort of the same way. I would like to be the play-by-play guy for the Saints. Yeah. But I don't know that I could do that. Uh what's the worst ball game situation you've ever had to cover? Hmm. What's yours? I didn't cover the 2017 Egg Bowl when Fitzgerald got hurt, so I'm not. I don't know if that's the correct answer. Um, oh, is that we're talking about? I mean, like injuries and stuff, or like weather. Situation. The worst game I ever had to cover. <sighs> I mean, I, we've done so many games where like they're there till three in the morning, like that, that Alabama, yeah, game, the LSU game a couple years ago. Um, and we've had games where it's super hot, super cold. This year, I was sitting outside with Steve at Vanderbilt, and it was drizzling the whole game, mm-hmm. and they gave us no cover or anything, and like it's drizzling on my laptop. They told you, look, we don't have any cover for you, but we do have $58,000 in scholarship money if you want it. Right. We can offer you that. Yes. Uh, they wouldn't even let us use the restrooms in the press box. It was so weird. Like that, it was, that weekend was probably the worst experience I've had in college sports at a place. I'm like trying it, to think, is there like a game where I was like, this is miserable? Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously some of the, you know, like last year going to Alabama, there's nothing wrong with the, you know, the, the situation, but I mean, you knew when you got there that State was not only not going to win, but probably wasn't going to score. The Auburn game a couple years ago was bad. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a good choice, yeah. Uh, before the LSU game in 15... I ate something in the press box oh, no. oh, that that no really got my stomach rumbling. Yeah, and for like the first like quarter and a half, it was bad. Okay, so sorry if that didn't really answer your question, Tony. But I, 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 there's nothing that stands out for me like that. Charlie Potts wants to know: Are you guys surprised by how well the football staff is recruiting? Let's take a pause real quick and let's put a song in here because we need to talk about this. So on the list of things that I thought I would have to say about Mississippi State football recruiting, flipping a offensive line recruit from LSU was not one of them. But that's exactly what Mississippi State did yesterday. Lucas Taylor an offensive lineman from St. Paul's Episcopal High School in Mobile, Alabama. Offers from LSU, who he was committed to, uh, Auburn, Arkansas, Florida, Florida State. He is committed to Mississippi State now. 
Mississippi State's class up to eighth nationally. Robbie, this was a guy. If you listen to yesterday's podcast, we mentioned that Mason Miller had tweeted something, and Robbie said he thought he had an idea of who it was. And of course, Robbie gave some predictions the other day, but this guy caught everybody by surprise. Yeah, and right after we cut it off, of course, is when it, yeah, when, when it happened. Yeah, uh, and you can read more about his commitment um, on our site, two four seven Sports. Steve talked to him last night, and some really good thoughts from him. He basically, um, he has some family at Mississippi State. I think his sister plays Sister's softball. On the softball team. Um, and you know, you, you go over to the LSU board, and it's the typical, you know, good luck to him. He he didn't have a good camp and all that stuff, right? Which there might be something to it. I I'm not saying that, but I don't really care. You know, you you look at the film and you look at the size of the guy. And the and, offers. And the offers. And if you're getting LSU seconds or somebody that was picked over by LSU, live there. Yeah. Live there. Yeah. Get the guys that LSU can't take or or, or right on the verge of getting an LSU offer. Right. Malik Neighbors, you would take him back in a heartbeat. You would take Namonte Strong in a heartbeat. Yeah. Cameron Dantzler, Dak Prescott. I mean, if LSU is remotely on a kid, you yeah. want that kid. Yeah. So, you know – State fans, do not let an LSU fan get you discouraged on this kid. You take him with open arms. Well, right now, if you're a State fan or an LSU fan, you're going to say anything like, State threw for 623 yards on you guys. Right. you got nothing to say anyway. So to answer your question now, Charles, yes, I am surprised at how well they are recruited. I'm very surprised. And, you know, there were so many people that were – Starting to doubt Mason Miller too last year, mm-hmm. and he's no, just tearing it up. This class is this class is really Man, coming together. He's you, got some options. You mentioned possible LSU guys. Looks like Cam East is a guy who yeah. will make that decision as well. State's very much in the game with him, yeah. and you know LSU. I don't think has offered him. I don't know if they will offer him. But again, another guy right on the verge. I mean, if Alabama or LSU is looking at a kid, even even checking into him, mm-hmm. you want it. Yeah, I mean that, that's yeah. Those, Th- are, those are the kind of players you want. Those are the Errol Thompsons. Those are the players the that Nicholas become legends. Brown, I mean, look at all these guys that are legends at Mississippi State. They're guys that yeah. LSU and Alabama weren't quite quite sure about taking. Yeah. LSU didn't want Dak Prescott to play quarterback until very late. Right. It, it's one of those things. If you could show a head coach what that player is going to do, like if you show Les Miles what Dak Prescott was going to become, Les Miles is offering Dak Prescott yes. as a freshman. Every, just about you every know, coach in the hinds- country. Everybody right? has the gift of hindsight. So you know, you got to give credit to the state on a lot of those guys for evaluating them properly. But this this is a guy that I think – I don't know how much I buy the the, uh, the the sour grapes from LSU on this one. So Yeah, but apparently he called Mason Miller this weekend and said, hey, can I come visit? Mm-hmm. And so he came down with his parents and visited and, and committed. What's so. interesting, though, is because you didn't predict this, this was not one of your guys you had on the radar – that guy is still out there, so that could be another commitment coming soon Yeah, uh, for Mississippi State. All right, let's move on into the second half of the rumblings. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget, guys, they've got a sale going on that is just going to be tough to beat. Not only ground beef on sale for two ninety nine a pound, but ground brisket, a brisket burger. I mean, if that doesn't sound delicious, I, I don't really know what to tell you. And then on top of that, sirloin steaks on sale this week, four ninety nine a pound. So much great stuff going on at Welcome Home Beef. You need to be a part of it. You need to put it out there on the grill. If you're coming to Duty Noble this weekend, make sure you make a stop by Welcome Home Beef so you can get some great stuff to cook out and put out there on the left field lounge or your tailgate. You want to do it. 
662-268-8148 is the number, or you can always go to welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome home beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats, that's another great choice for you this weekend while you're in Starkville for Super Regional Baseball. More than just barbecue. Don't lock yourself into that thought process. It's smoked southern soul food, and it's all good. Everything on the menu, I've had it at least one time, and I'm telling you, there's just not a miss on there. Great patio to sit outdoors and enjoy yourself. Going to be hot this weekend, so maybe an ice cold beer to cool you down. Or, you know, a sweet tea. You don't have to drink. It's okay. I'm, yeah. I don't judge. So, enjoy yourself at Two Brothers in the heart of the Cotton District, 621 University Drive. Two Brothers smoked meats. Advantage Business Systems, hey, when you need something for your business, when you need new technology, new copiers, printers, software, anything your business needs that keeps profits high and problems low, Advantage Business Systems offers that to you, and they back it up with the kind of customer service you would expect from your next-door neighbors. And that's what Advantage Business Systems is all about, helping out Mississippians. They are a local business through and through. They've been working in the Magnolia State for nearly 50 years. You don't stay in business for as long as they've been around unless you're doing right by your customers. So call them today and find out how they can help you out. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You'll find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Moving on here to Alexandra Watson's question. How did caricatures become a thing? Who thought people would pay money to have a picture drawn of them exaggerating their worst features? Why do people do this? <laughs> what a caricature of me look like? Just like a gigantic round thing with a little head. Well, I got a big head. Though. I would I, I would say it'd probably be with a with a caricature a caric caricature caricature. There we go. Sorry, it's all right. Um, hey, trust me, I understand how it goes when you can't say words. Yeah, it's tough. They kind of, like, everybody's head's big, right? Yeah. So it would just be a big head, I think. For me? Yeah. Big head? Big head. I would like that. It might mean tiny body. I would like to have tiny body. But a lot of times they don't really focus on the body, right? Yeah, I mean, it, I, it's all about the head. Yeah, so, so. It, it would just be a big head. Okay. What would yours be? Just, what are they, what's, your, what's your worst feature on your face? Uh, yeah, Probably my nose. You got a big nose or something? Yeah. Is your nose big? I don't know. I mean... It, it doesn't look especially. It looks worse whenever I shave. Okay. Um, I'm I'm of Jewish descent. So, Are you really? Yeah. I didn't so, know that. Um, you know, I, I have a, I have I have a big nose. Okay. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, why do people do it? I don't know the answer. I think it, it, it it's just funny, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just a cartoon character, pretty yeah. much. It's yeah. just a, you you've been made into a cartoon character. I've never paid money for that, but. Yeah. Uh, I know people that have. So, right. Alexandra Watson again. After seeing America flying over the stadium Saturday evening, are you still not curious what it's like? No, I'm still not curious about going up in a hot air balloon. I don't like heights. I don't want to get in a hot air balloon. Um, I think they're pretty safe. Oh, I'm sure they're safe. But it, it is kind of scary when you think about I'm sure it. I mean, that, you know, Kyle Field is safe, but I don't want to sit in the last row of the upper deck. Yeah. Well, have you sat in the last row of Davis Wade? Because I have sat scary. in the upper deck of Davis Wade. That's one of the tallest stadiums in the country. I don't want to. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty scary. Uh, let's see here. State fan fifty twenty four says, "Are you excited about the fr the feud between Matt Cardona and Nick Cage? Were you surprised he showed up on GCW and attacked Nick Cage? This is the first I'm hearing of this." Okay, so I don't watch uh, GCW, no. but I saw this clip on social media. Uh -huh. So, um, Zack Ryder showed up to this event. Nick Cage is doing his thing, busting light bulbs, 
stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and Zack Ryder is wearing a hood and um, a black suit, mm-hmm. and he starts moving like Moxley. Mm-hmm. So he starts. He has the mannerisms of Moxley, mm-hmm. and then he does Moxley's special maneuver, mm-hmm. and so everybody thinks it's Moxley. He put him in the paradigm shift and mm-hmm. DDT'd him or whatever. But it wasn't. He pulled his hood off, and it's Matt Cardona. And All right, I'm gonna have to go watch this. one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, I don't know where I don't know where this is going. I don't, I don't follow this, but they don't really seem like they mix, which is kind of intriguing to me. That's what makes it intriguing, yeah. Because he's not a, he's not a Moxley. He's not a deathmatch guy. Yeah. And you know, Nick Cage is not the Young Bucks either. So yeah. we'll see where it goes. But you need to go look it up. It's pretty cool. We'll look that up for sure. Dear Old State says, in an alternate universe, and by the way, congrats to Dear Old State. Two different people answered this question, and he called out both of them. Uh, That's in an alternate done. universe where Mississippi State and Notre Dame were bounced from regional play, and the two winners played a super regional in Starkville, would you go? So if it was Campbell versus UConn, would Robbie Falk be there? No. You wouldn't have to cover it for the Starkville Daily News or anything? Uh, you know, I might might have, but I, you know, I'm I think Danny would probably go. That would be really boring. I'm not going at all. Yeah. No, and it would be hard for a lot of people to stomach someone playing for a trip to Omaha in your stadium, and you're not one of those. That's going to happen at South Carolina. They they yeah, like that's, they announced today that the winner. I think Dallas Baptist won Fort Worth. That's already done. They're they're still waiting as we record. They're still playing Old Dominion in Virginia. That will be played in Columbia. Whoever oh, whoever Dallas. wins between Old Dominion and Columbia or in Virginia. Dallas Baptist is coming to Columbia. I can't imagine the um, the the ratings are going to be high on that one. Well, imagine you know who who that really stinks for. Like South Carolina's athletic sta- athletic director staff, they have to work. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like at Florida State a, a few years ago. Florida State, like they oh, were all yeah, they were all pumped up. You know, they thought they were going to win the the regional, and for the rest of the week, all those people had to come. And, like, they went from, like, coming over there. Like, there was this one guy that would come over there to me and Joel, like, you guys good? Yeah, hey, hey, you guys need anything? Yeah. The rest of the week, we hardly saw that guy. <laughs> they just they stood in the corner and watched the, the Florida State softball team in the College World Series. Oh, so. gosh. Bunch of questions here from Justin Strawn. 8.21 p.m. Okay. Uh, has there ever been a player who hustled more than Tanner Allen? Jake Mangum would be the closest. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, he, he was he was you know the same way. I mean, Jeffrey that, Ray hustled. He yeah, was a but those two are in the same mold. I mean, they're yeah. they're they cut they're cut from the same cloth. And th- there's a lot of guys like that. I feel like that that Zach Nito guys like that too. Yeah, I agree. We're already setting that table, right? I see where you're going. <laughs> Whenever we get to summer, there's always going to be someone who writes an article or Twitter rants about the evils of air conditioning. What's the furthest south you think these people have ever lived to not know the value of air conditioning? They never lived below the Mason-Dixon line. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, you, if, if you've lived in anywhere from Tennessee down mm-hmm. and you're saying we need, we need to cut the air conditioning down and conserve, yeah. then you're not a human being. So this is what we should do. Just tell them, like, look. You come. You can stay at my house for a week. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go on vacation. I'm turning off the air. You're not allowed to turn it on. Yep. You can open the windows. We'll just you turn the power fan. off. No, you can because they. I mean, they need to be able to eat. Okay. I'll let them cook and stuff. I'm just saying, there's no air conditioning. You're not allowed to turn it on. And I want to see how long you last. And I'll give them 
12 hours. Have you ever had your have you ever had your like air conditioning go out yeah. in the summer? We just replaced our air conditioner a couple years ago because it would go out at least once a summer. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it. Yeah, my wife is like a freak of nature. She she could live through it. Both times it happened, I would find somewhere else to stay. Yeah, so the tornado I hit. I stayed with Bob one time. I, I took my kids to Bob's house. It's like it was me and the kids and Bob. Wow. Yeah. Well, the tornado hit uh, Ackerman where I was living with my parents when I was in college. And I think it was 2010, mm-hmm. and the power was out, and it was April. It wasn't the middle of the summer. It was April, and within like you know, a couple hours, it was it was like 80 degrees in the house. Mm-hmm. We had to go stay somewhere. You could you, you can't, can't. You, you can't cannot sit in there, and especially at night, you can't sleep when it's 80 degrees. No, you just can't. I mean, my grandmother keeps keeps her air on like 76. Oh no, but even she has air. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, she's cold all the time, yeah. but you can't do it. I, I'll, I'll, I will challenge anyone from the North that w- that thinks that we should cut the thing up to 78 or whatever that article was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I challenge you to come down here and check that out. All right. Rank these things as being the most difficult to explain to, to your kids that were different when you were kids. Lack of cell phones, having all your friend and family phone numbers memorized, no internet, having to watch shows when they came on. I think number one is the memorizing phone number. Yes. I don't know anybody's phone number nowadays. I know my phone number, and I still... My wife. My wife's, I still get it confused. I know my mom's, because it's been the same since I was a kid. My mom still has a house phone. Yeah. So I still know that. I know my mom's, and I know one of my sisters, and I know mine. You used to know everybody's phone number. Yes. I knew the guy down the street, like a kid I was playing with, when I was seven years old. My friends, I knew all their phone numbers. It's crazy. But but it's just like anything. I mean, you grow grow accustomed to it, and that's just how you live. That's number one. I think number two is having to watch shows when they came on. Yeah. Like... Nobody does that anymore. Nobody's like, I got, I have to be home on Thursday at seven o'clock to watch this. Yep. Number especially three, when wrestling was on when you're a kid. Oh yeah. I, if I wasn't there, I'm taping it. Yeah. Number three. No internet. No internet and lack of cell phones. They're sort of co- connected. I think we didn't know better. I think lack of cell phones is probably third because the idea that and I was talking to somebody, I forget. We were having this discussion out in uh when we were tailgating the other day, we were talking about how I was just relaying how I got lost in New Orleans one time. My first trip to New Orleans, I sort of got lost. It was 1997, so I had no cell phone, and there's no way to there's no I, there's no way to get in contact with anybody. And basically, what you had to do in life was we're going to be at this place at this time. Yeah. If you're not there, you know something's wrong, and, and you just you couldn't change plans on the fly or anything like that. So I think lack of cell phones is third, and no internet is fourth. And that might move the cell phone thing might move up for me because think about how, what we use our cell phones for now. Maps. Well, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about printing off directions and stuff like. I that. I mean, yeah. it, it's insane when you think about like how did we do this? You know, like, I'm not gonna lie. So when I got here today, when I pulled in the parking lot, somebody else pulled in, and I, I knew it wasn't one of our employees here. So this guy gets out. He's like, "Hey, can you tell me where Progressive Insurance is?" And I just sort of looked at him like. I have no idea where it is. I saw. I said, "What's the address?" Oh, I don't know. Like, how do you not know? Did you get in your car and try to find Progressive Insurance, but you didn't know where it was? You don't have a cell phone to put it in the Google Maps. And he pulled up to the radio station. Yeah. Hey, well, I think he just saw me turning in, and he's like, "I can talk to this guy." 
And I'm like, but I have no idea where it is. But if you told me the address, and I, I mean, I didn't feel like going on my phone at that point. But yeah. It was obvious this guy, I don't think he was right in the head. But, oh, really? But it's like, yeah, I don't know where it is. Sorry, I can't help. <laughs> uh, last one from Justin. Does this podcast craze we've entered ever happen if car manufacturers don't start making it easy to listen to your phone while you're in their vehicle? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely connected. Yeah. Nobody's going to listen to podcasts just sitting at home. No, the, it's it, it's more common, you know, in the gym or uh, riding down the road. That, that's I listen to mine uh, most of the time when I'm riding down the road or when I'm waking up yeah, in the morning and exactly. turn mine on. Uh, let's see here. Jacob Schum. I assume I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, should the NCAA change course and let the old... I think it's Schumi. Oh, whatever. Oh, you know, I think you're right, because that's his Twitter handle. I think and he is a... He uh, is phonetically helping us out there. So, per, Jacob Schumi. And it, he, at least he used to teach at Mississippi State, and Still he also does. helps... Teaches, oh, he helps with the stat crew. Okay. Yeah, he's a stat crew guy for okay. Mississippi State. It's so. funny. He's on the stat crew, and he teaches mathematics. Yep. That works. Should the NCAA change course and let the Old Dominion, Virginia versus DBU Super Regional be played at one of those home parks? Should they? Yes. Will they? No. It would be it would be much better if they did, but yeah. this the, the rules aren't changing this year. They're set in stone. I'm just glad they let full capacity in. We yeah. Uh, I don't just think we can complain about anything else. Uh, if MSU were to ever add men's soccer in the future, my fingers are crossed. What's the most logical women's sport to add for Title Nine? Um, gymnastics. Gymnastics. But that would, state would be. They, last they would have no chance the every year for at least two decades. They'd have no chance yeah. because the Georgia, LSU, and Alabama are and Auburn too. Yeah, that they've just Kentucky and Florida too. They're all good. They're all national championship. It, it's it's so tough to to just create something and join in, um, in a, in an established conference like this because people don't know this like around the conference as many people I guess. Mm-hmm. But there are some juggernauts in the SEC and gymnastics, and the, and the fan bases are, like, rabid about it. Yeah. Georgia, Alabama, yeah, and LSU. Time. All right. Uh, let's see here. Brad Haynes. We're going to do a uh, – uh, first of all, what's your favorite promo ever? Uh, favorite promo ever is either the pipe bomb by CM Punk mm-hmm. or – the Jericho Rock promo and Jericho good, debut. Good choices. Good choices. I, I, an underrated one for me is Flair's promo the night after Kurt Henning uh, turned on them. Yes. He about he's going to come hurt him. That's yes. Uh, he also wants, we're going to do start bench cut. Here we go. Bobby Thickpin, Jonathan Holder, Landon Sims. This may sound like heresy, but I'm cutting Bobby Thickpin. Um,. But Thickpin could do two things. He could, but we just we just need him for a closer in this. Of those, is that guys, what he's going with? You think? I'm, start, I'm starting Sims. Yeah, I mean, Sims holder and Thickpin's cut. Yeah, if you're doing strictly, uh, and I guess that's what it is for doing strictly uh, closers. But if I'm going, I mean, the versatility I would go with Thickpin just mm-hmm. because he could play in the right, field. But this in, is just for needing a closer. Okay. Yeah. Richard Lee, Tommy Raffo, Brent Rooker. Uh. Rooker, I'm starting. Yeah. Just because, you know, 2017 Rooker was one of the best players in Mississippi State history. Yeah. In SEC history. Yes. Um, I would go Raffo bench. Yeah. Because he's, cut. he's, you know, he has pretty much all the records for yeah. first baseman at Mississippi State. Yeah. I agree. All right. And then lastly, Burke Masters, Travis Chapman, and Pete Young. Um, 
Masters was good, not great, right? I mean, that was before my time. He was like, a really good player, but he also has the most iconic moment, maybe. Well, he, he has the he has the great moment, but it's sort of like would you if I Travis said, Chapman and Pete Young had the better careers? It would be like I, this. I think, here, here, this would be a good example. If I said Morgan William, Victoria Vivian's Tierra McCallum, right? But, yeah, you know, Morgan William has the iconic moment, but yeah, so I, I don't know as much about Masters' career, so I can't speak on that. You know, I I'm I watched start, Travis Chapman, and I know what Pete Young did. Yeah, I'm gonna start Pete Young. Yes, bench Travis Chapman. I'm gonna cut Burke Masters. Yeah, Pete Young Sorry, was a, Pete, Pete Young was an MLB player. So. Father, forgive me of my sins. All right, <laughs> dear old state of uh, the of the MSU beat writers, who is the most likely to ask Leach at a press conference one of those weird hypotheticals, like which SEC coach would survive a robot apocalypse? That would be a TV person. A TV guy, yeah. It doesn't matter which Sock. Sock a Sock might ask. Yeah, somebody like that. Or even better. It would be Robbie Donahoe if he was still here, probably. One of the guys from Jackson. Who I don't yes. Know, like Joe Cook or, or Trey Mongru, who's not here all the time, would, yeah. would be the one to ask that. Because they want the sound bite. Yep. Also, which SEC coach is most likely to survive a robot apocalypse? Uh, Nick Saban, because Saban he's is, not human. There's that, and I think he would have the best plan for it. Yeah. I would also take Orgeron to be able to rip a robot's head off. Well, Saban is like a general. Yeah. Like, so I, I could see him legitimately, you know, leading some kind of revolution or something like that. Okay. Kivas Wright wants to know, for you, what professional teams are you a sport of? Or a fan of, I'm sorry. <sighs> I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> okay, so, yes, I cheer for teams that have won a lot of championships. Um, I'm a Lakers fan in basketball. The reason I'm Lakers fan is because I fell in love with Kobe Bryant when I was seven years old. Um, I'm a Yankees fan in baseball because um, my grandfather was a Yankees fan and was a baseball player in the semi-pros. So I have a legitimate reason there. Uh, and I'm a Steelers fan because of my dad. I followed him on that. So, and to be quite honest with you, it's been some lean years for all three of those teams, all right. with the exception of last year for the Lakers, which Brian can attest. That's true. We watched some bad basketball for we about did. eight we did. years. We did. For me, what is your favorite Chelsea moment since I became a fan of the team? Um, I mean, they just won the Champions League. That would probably be it. Um, they've won two Premier League Premier League titles. The second one was a lot of fun because they went on a long winning streak, and then that that team was not predicted to be as good as it was. But I, I, it's got to be winning the Champions League just a couple weeks ago. Uh, let's see here, another dog pile question, <laughs> you guys, man. Uh, William Taylor Ball. And for the record, no, that was not cool by Ole Miss to dog pile yeah, after winning your regional. Regional, yeah. Come on, William Taylor Ball. These are more for you, I think. Uh, what's your favorite recruiting story or player you've covered? Uh, the f- my favorite recruiting story. Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. One of my favorite the guys I've covered is Willie Gay. Yeah. Um, as far as the story is concerned, just for the sheer drama, it would be Leo Lewis probably. But yeah. I don't know if I've. You were like the guy on that too, the one that locked I was, in on Mississippi I was in, State early. I was all in on Leo the entire and Willie Gay. I did the same thing mm-hmm. with both of those guys. I was I got pretty close with both of them, and I just kind of 
I, I just kind of knew. Team. I mean, you, a lot of times when you when you get close to these kids and you, which I'm not as I'm not as ingrained in that as I used to be because we have so many people now since we've merged covering it. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of step back on football recruiting, but that those two years I was really involved in football recruiting, especially that 2015 class, mm-hmm. and I was really close to all those guys. I knew that I knew that Leo was close to Farai Green and uh, some of the guys in the class, and I just felt really good about it, and I stuck to my guns all the way to signing day. So, yeah. What recruit that you cover were you the most shocked didn't come to MSU? Um, Jarvis Wilson is up there from yeah. Tupelo. Yeah, that's another one that I really, I really liked that kid, mm-hmm. and he was one of the best kids you'll ever meet. And I was just kind of shocked whenever ended up doing nothing at Georgia. Yeah, didn't do anything at Georgia. So that was one of the, that. That's probably one of my tops, yeah. Jarvis Wilson. And which then is the kind other, of the, out the of reverse of that. What recruit were you covered that you were shocked did come to MSU? Um, I don't know. Um, Chris Jones, I wasn't shocked by him, but that was before my time anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll tell you one that I'm kind of surprised came is Antonio Harmon. Yeah. I didn't cover him as much, mm-hmm. but just recently – Thinking about thinking about that, I would have never thought he would come. Jalen Reed was a guy I didn't think would come. Which, by the way, I don't think he's like I, I've never seen anything. him play. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That's a good question. I, I'm kind of stumped on that. The one who might I might I, and I uncovered these guys. Fred Ross. You know, yeah, that was Texas was kind of surprising. You know, I remember hearing that behind the scenes. Uh, that was the year before I jumped in, mm-hmm. and I was in media relations. I remember hearing behind the scenes, I was just shocked. Yeah, I think it was like between state and Oklahoma State, yeah, maybe yeah. for him. And then but the, that was a Brewster guy, right? Yeah, the one that I was the most shocked is still C.J. Johnson. Yes, and that would be my number one if I was covering recruiting at the time. But that was one of those guys. He rode a Chevrolet pickup, had Mississippi State all over it, mm-hmm. signed Go Dogs on every single one of the things, every one of his pitchers that he signed. He was Mississippi State through and through, and yeah. then something changed. Something changed. Got a lanyard ripped off his neck at the he egg got bowl. Got assaulted at the egg bowl by an Ole Miss fan. So. None of that ever matters, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Justin Cox has got some questions for us. On a scale of one to Hulk Hogan becoming the leader of the NWO, how shocking was this Luke Ta- Lucas Taylor commitment? Is he the third man? He's Lucas the third, third man! Wait, it's because we had Stone Blanton, Bryson Hurst. So who's the third man? It's Lucas Taylor. It's Lucas Taylor. Look at all this trash in this ring. But whose side is he on? This this trash represents these LSU fans, brother. (laughs) It's pretty shocking. I said my prayers. I ate my boudin. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to go too far down that road. Why did Dak need an escort for his entourage in literally the one place he is the most beloved? That's why. Because they need to get him out. Yeah. I mean, people are going to stop him if every two feet into, taking a picture If with he him. went into the left field lounge with nobody else, he would not be able to move. And you would create a bottleneck. I mean, imagine what it was like in the Cotton District the other night yeah. when he's sitting there, you know, trying to have a drink or whatever. Yeah. And every single frat boy at Mississippi State yeah. and sorority girls coming up and taking a picture with exactly. him. Exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, would you rather hold the cruiserweight, light heavyweight, or TV title in WCW? TV title. TV title. I have an affinity for that. Most legacy. Plus, you are guaranteed TV time every week. 
Booker T was one of my favorite yeah, TV champions. Arn Anderson held that belt forever. 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 And he he also held that belt in, I think it was Mid-Atlantic. Was it Mid-Atlantic that had the yeah. that had a TV championship? Yeah. He, held the, he held that one for He was the TV champion of all time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's the belt I associated with him the most. That's your that's your working belt in WCW yeah. and that's the, the belt, off like, brands. That's, that's the, the Intercontinental. That's the Intercontinental yeah. Championship, exactly. pretty much. Colton Peterman, would you rather receive twenty four? Would you rather spend twenty four hours in a hospital bed, helping a former uh, Ole Miss coach check his Twitter mentions, or receive a stink face from Rakisha <laughs> every day for twenty four days? I think we're going to check the Twitter mentions. Twitter mentions, yeah. Twenty four hours with Hugh Freeze—that could be fun. You never know what's going to happen. That's right. You never know who he's going to call. You might say some messages like this all uh, vault at. Uh, we'll get into that. It? Okay, we're getting to that question. Is we get this question a lot? Is there an SEC West football program that has never played for an SEC championship in Atlanta? Now we know Texas A and M has them, but we, we sort of give them the, the benefit of the doubt. Yes, they've only been in eight for, for eight years. You know. Okay, so so let's go through the West teams. Right. Alabama's I, there every year. Every year. We know Auburn has been. They yep. won a national title. We know LSU has been. They won a national title. We know Mississippi State has been once. And Arkansas has been three times. So who does that leave out? That's six teams. That's six. We, we mentioned Texas A&M, so that's, the, that's five. Okay. That's five. We're, so we're missing one. We got Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Auburn. Auburn. LSU. LSU. Arkansas. Mississippi State. And A&M. We got the, sort of the, the thing. So who's they don't the last count. one? It's, uh, it's um, Ole Miss. It's Ole Miss. Haven't been. Wow. Good point. Good That's point. hard to believe. I wish you could have seen the eye roll he just gave. Mike Brasher wants to know, when Joel Coleman left Thunder Lightning for the MSU Athletic Department, do you think Dan Mullen would have considered that a lateral move? Ah, oh, well, lateral move. Well, unless he was pulling the corporate move himself, and yeah. he you know, he he might have to be pushing the Mississippi State mantra out there. So, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a different thing. It's not really like the – it's not really the media. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I guess he's moved up the corporate ladder. Yeah. So he didn't. He didn't sell out. He, he just got in. a little ahead. Uh, Sean Brown says, "If I remember correctly, Robbie, you have sent questions into the rumblings. Were there any that you did not like the answer to, and you felt like Brian or Joel were wrong?" I don't think so. My mine were sometimes funny. Well, your opinions. And, yeah. yeah. Um, there were there were answers that I disagreed with, yeah. not for my questions, but yeah. there were several times I sent messages to our group chat and mentioned that, I wonder that if, uh, they were wrong. I wonder now that he's the corporate man, can Joel send questions to the rumblings? I wonder. We'll find out soon enough. Well, he listens to him. We know that. We know he listens. He also asks, how does the commitment of Lucas Taylor affect State's ranking and recruiting? They're up to eighth. Eighth. Won't stay there, but that's... And, and that's that's nothing to just like gloat about right now, but it is... It is pretty cool, and it's uh, it's a good thing for Mississippi State. I mean, it's never bad to be inside the no, top ten no, no, at any no. point. Mike Brasher, what's the rules for ensuring a question gets asked and answered? The only rule we have here is this: first off, there's no guarantee I'm going to answer your question. There's I've skipped some today, you know, but if somebody else answers your question and you don't rebuke them, you don't get answered. You're out. You're out. Another dog pile question. Uh, let's see here, Caleb Glover. Rank these wrestlers. The Animal, the Viper, the Weasel, the Snake, the Rama Bull. Well, is the Weasel actually a wrestler? Bobby Heenan wrestled. But uh, do we consider him a wrestler or manager? Uh, I consider him we, a manager. Are we talking about Bobby Heenan, the wrestler, or are we talking about Bobby, Bobby Heenan? It says ranked wrestlers, so he has to be probably last then. 
Well, if you're going with wrestlers, he is last. Yeah. If we're going with characters, he might be number one. Right. Um, all right, so what was it again? The animal, the viper, animal. the weasel, the snake, the Brahma bull. Uh, I would probably go the viper first. I, I think he's going to have the best career of all of those. Wait, wait, wait. The Brahma bull. I'm sorry. The rock. The rock. I was okay. about to... But I was about to pop out of it. I overlooked. I overlooked him. Okay, The Rock's number one, and then I would probably go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I overlooked <laughs> it. I've corrected myself. All right, go ahead. Moving along. All right, Brahma Bull is one, Viper two, Snake three, Animal four, Weasel five. Okay. Is that was that all of them? Yes. Okay. Yes. What if Do I? Do you agree what, with that? Yes. What if the rattlesnake had been on here? It would be. He's still behind the rock. As far as wrestling is concerned, yeah. I would I I might go with Stone Cold over the Rock. Okay. Um. But I, I feel like some of these things we need to we need to clarify. What are the yeah, characteristics? I understand. But I think that I think that's okay. Okay. And and I think you could argue the Snake and the Viper. Yeah. Because Jake the Snake was just an all around just. I, yeah. Oh, I agree. He's a great wrestler too. Hey, Dad's hand-pick hankering, or Triple H. Cinnamon roll versus apple fritter. Cinnamon roll. I'm a big cinnamon roll fan. I hear your mom makes good cinnamon rolls. Can we make this happen, please? You've never had cinnamon rolls like this. Well, I want to have cinnamon rolls like that. We can make this happen. What beat writer has the greatest chance of converting a drop kick? Horka. He's the most probably so. Probably the, he's the lightest on his feet and probably the most. Yeah, it, it's going to be difficult for me to do it at this stage with my length. I have no chance. You have no chance. Steve, um, no chance. No, I, it's probably Horka. Yeah, right now he's he's probably the most spry. All right, uh, let's see here. I'm going up and down here. All right, Alex Barham wants to know if every if every team could bring back three players to add. Hold on, what now? Okay, no, we're not doing everything. It's too much. We're just going to do the baseball. If I could say you go back in time and get three players, who do you want? Mississippi State? Yeah. Um, oh, goodness. Uh, well, you got to go Will Clark probably and Rafael Palmero, right? Thunder and Lightning. Uh, and So, yeah. I mean, do you, do you go those two or do you get Rooker? I mean, you could... The well, those here, here, the thing about that is we the, already here's, know. Here's the truth of this: those two guys, whatever you, the other two guys you want to pick is fine. My first choice is the third pitcher. I'm yeah. getting a starter. I'm getting Jeff Brantley. It's got to be a pitcher. I'm getting Dakota Hudson. I'm getting Chris Stratton. I'm getting one of well, those I, guys. I would go. I would go Dubose over one of okay, those so, other two. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm um, shoring up that. And then the other the other two picks are just sort of gravy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Think about like what's like what era are they going to be playing in because. Do you want Jeff Brantley well, over a new age pitcher that's throwing? Yeah, no, 90, I, I definitely want somebody who's who ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> you know, Landon Sims is moving up that list, but uh, you got to have a pitcher in there. Yeah. So I always go to the, I always go back to the, the fact that uh, to me, making it to the MLB is Lingering? it's possible. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I I, I, I'm, I would probably go like Jeff Brantley. I, I need a Lingard. starter. I, I, well, I, if you want to talk about being in the more modern era, Dubose would be a good because he threw hard. Dubose Stratton threw hard the from one. the left side too. Stratton might be the one there. Mahalam. Mahalam might be the guy. He's lefty. Yeah. I I. And then I might I'm, go yeah. to Bose. And then yeah, first base. 
Will Clark or Brent Rooker. And then fine. outfield. Yeah, Palmero. Palmero. Yeah. Those two guys proved it in the college level at the high stage and proved it in the MLB. So it's hard not to pick those two. All right. Brisket or pulled pork? Um, it's, it depends because you can really dry out pulled I've had some really dry it's pulled pork. It can be bad, yeah. I'd probably go brisket. I agree. Ham or sausage? Sausage. Ravioli or spaghetti? Spaghetti. The rock. If it's if it's done right. Yeah. The Rock or Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Who's I know. That? I, I don't know. know who that is. The my rock friend, is my, my friend Steve uh, Williams. Mm-hmm. Tucker Medlin. I thought Jaheim Otis was a defensive tackle, but twenty four seven has him listed as an offensive tackle. Is this a change, or can I just not read? Uh, it, it seems like Alabama's recruiting him as an offensive tackle, okay. I believe, which I think either side of the ball he could dominate, but it looks like to me that that could be his highest ceiling. Yeah. Is he a lock to Alabama, or is there a possible flip there? Yes, he's a lock. Unless They would have to come and come back and say, yeah, they hey, we don't have room him. for you, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, he's one of the top guys. Xavier Harris is listed at six foot eight. Is that almost too tall for a defensive lineman? It wasn't for Raekwon Davis. Yeah, that's who, that's who he kind of reminds me of. Yeah. Um, he's not, you know, Raekwon's a little more, I mean, he's a little more thicker than Raekwon, but I think he's one that could end up being a tackle, right. to be honest with you. And then the last one here, rank these SEC offensive tackles. Evan Neal from Alabama, Kenyon Green from A&M, and Charles Cross from MSU. I think Green is number one on that list. He's really, really good. I think Neal is second and Cross is Crosses a lot of potential, but he's clearly the third best guy on that list. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm ready to see what he does this year. Yeah, I agree. he can take a next step. Yeah, uh, Shaw Life Forever says everyone's talking about Howland and the transfers he landed, but Nikki McCray Pinson had just as good, if not a better, offseason than him. Do you think the women can get back to the top of the SEC? This is sort of your bread and butter, women's basketball. Yeah, you know they really need to get one more good post player. Uh, to fill that out, they have some really talented guards now. I I've, I like the talent that they brought in from a guard perspective. I'm a little concerned with with the um, you know forward and the center position, but we'll see what happens there. But there's a there's a lot of scoring potential with this group. They're going to have to be better on the defensive end. But I you know a full year to prepare and having a good off season, having these players. To, you know, getting the gym together. I think from a talent perspective, I like some of these pe- players better than some of the ones that left. Mm-hmm. I thought Liam Mathari was a big loss. Madison Hayes was a huge loss. But um, the key is that the players going out the door, you need to replace them with equal or better talent. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're right around equal or better from a talent That's perspective. interesting to see. Because Matharu especially was such a, a good player, yeah. And I thought Madison Hayes showed a lot of potential. So that was a big loss from just a you know hard nosed defensive minded player. And uh, you know I don't think she was ever going to be a 15, 20 point per game scorer, mm-hmm. but she she had some toughness and some she would have been like a Dominique Dillingham kind yeah of player. She was a player that you needed. Yeah, and I agree. Somebody was listening to our show last week because we have one here from sixty nine dog four twenty who wants right. to know. I haven't brought a cowbell to any of the home games this year, and I want to bring one for the Super Regionals. Do I not, and I try to keep everything the same, or not be superstitious and just bring one anyway? How's this even a question? Of course you don't bring a cowbell. You haven't brought one all year? You can't You can't start bringing it in now? Why would you not yeah. bring one at the beginning of the year is the real question. Well, not everybody does the cowbell thing So at baseball. 
I guess. Uh, Leighton Sheremy wants to know, what lasts longer, a two-liter of Coke or a can of beer? Asking for an Ole Miss fan. I don't know. This two-liter Coke guy. I, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess the the Coke because it's. Well, I don't know. They got chugged that thing down pretty quick. But of course, if you're just throwing it up in the air and not drinking it like a real man, anyway, it probably goes pretty quick. I don't. What am I missing here on the beer showers? What What am I missing here? That's the coolest. There is thing. no convincing me that that's cool. I, I don't understand. Look, I, it's. I think. I, I I'm convinced that. Everything that Ole Miss pushes out to the national media and that people think is cool. Yeah. Like, they just think, oh, I'm supposed to like this because it's always coming from Ole Miss. Right. And they party in Oxford and all this right. stuff. What is cool about throwing whatever's in your cup in the air and wasting it and getting yeah, it, sloshing everyone it. with it? I, I don't – I mean, okay, I guess it looks cool in a picture for looks great in liquid picture, to be in the but air, but – it's Yeah. And, and – I don't know what I I'm missing. Pro- Look, the Grove can be cool, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, certainly a very beautiful area, and the, and the way they tailgate there, it's a, it can be cool, right? I, I'm not a person who's just like everything Ole Miss sucks. There's some good things about Oxford. There are great restaurants there. There's some nice people there. It's a nice Southern town, but this is dumb. This is just dumb, and there's no convincing me otherwise. Keith Jordan says, I just sold my house and I was telling my wife I should have went to the closest cosign and made we made that we I'm sorry. To the closest cosign and bet everything that we made off the house and the dogs this past weekend. Turns out I was right. What will it take for me to convince her that we should do it this weekend against Notre Dame? Don't do Don't it. That. Yeah, last weekend I understand. This is this a we- this is a coin flip for me. I am not, you know, states not just super consistent right now. If this was the 2019 team, I'd feel really good about it. But there's just too there's too much in the yeah in this game just that I'm just it. I'm not do sure about. So, Jace Caldwell asks: Is there one person that feeds all the opposing teams from the outfield, or is it multiple people? It's multiple people. Like everybody's handed them something. Yes. My wife and I moved to Lexington right before the pandemic hit, and one of our favorite things to do, now that everything is opening back up, is to try a new restaurant once a month. We always talk about how Starkville still has better food. Have you ever been to an away games staple restaurant of that town and said to yourself, Starkville's food is better? The big difference is no one here makes wings like two brothers. There are some towns that are like that, and there are some towns where I'm like, this is a lot better. Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. The Chimes. Is the Chimes any is restaurant in Starkville. One of my favorite restaurants. Um, I don't think anybody's barbecue is better in Starkville than you can get out in Texas. Yeah. Uh, or in Memphis, for that matter. But Starkville is very underrated from a food perspective. It and, it, you it know, is. people crap on it all the time. Yeah. Highway 12, like, well, McDonald's. You go, to, you go to Oxford. I mean, City Grocery is a good restaurant. Bure is a good restaurant. But the food there isn't any better that I can get at Restaurant Tyler. Right. I can't get at the camp house or anything like, like that. Like that brunch place we went to. It's, uh, yeah, that place was not good at all. No. So, so I mean, And everybody's got dog restaurants, too. Uh, Auburn is a town that does not have a restaurant that I... Now, I haven't been to Acre, which they tell me is the best restaurant. I haven't been there. but I was going to go to The Hound, which is like... A, they, they, yeah. Somebody told me how to get a brunch. Yeah. And um, it was like a 45-minute wait, so I just went to Moe's Barbecue. Yeah. Which I but Auburn is a town that doesn't have great food, to my, to, from what I could tell. I remember a few years back when I first started with Bulldog Sports Radio, I had Andy Staples come on and do a tailgate or do like a, a road trip segment where giving his choices. And he said that he's like, Auburn doesn't really have a place that I'm just like locked into. Yeah, so, no, I, c- I couldn't find one either. So, But yeah, you're right. There are some places. Starkville has better restaurants than a lot of places. Yeah. So, 
Uh, let's see here. Ford Polk wants to know, does doing well in other sports help other sports on campus? Say baseball plays in the College World Series. Does that put football recognition put out recognition for football recruiting? Or football making a New York Six Bowl, does that help basketball? I think it's only football that helps. A good football team is sort of like the Elevates. water that waters the plants. Yeah, Everything is better when football is better. Well, and, and also it's on your athletic department to to filter some of that right. to the other sports, which is what Alabama is starting to do now. Yeah. They, they didn't just come in to just random money for basketball. Some right, of that money is right, right. coming from what they've gotten from football. Exactly. Exactly. What is the most annoying commercial on television right now? Um, the one, uh, the one where the guy is singing with the front of his car. Oh, yeah. About make the, lots of money. Whatever the insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's progressive. Progressive. Could be. That is the war- That is the most annoying. The most annoying one for me. And First off, if you watch anything on SEC Network Plus. They just run it. the same three it's ads. The same thing on. But it's bag alert, major bag alert. I can't stand it. it. Drives me insane. And that song gets stuck in my head. Which you know, might be. And I don't the- like Wendy's anyway. So Yeah, no, I, I don't either. Especially really? now. Well, now that yeah, Highway 12 is what it is because of Wendy's. That's true. Yeah. All right, uh, Josh Patrick. I have been watching WWE's Most Wanted Treasures recently where they try to track down special memorabilia. If you had access to any and all pieces of wrestling memorabilia, what items would be in your man cave? All right, so two right off the top for me. I'd want one of Flair's robes. And I, I knew the, you were going to say that. And the big gold belt. Yeah. I want those two things for sure. Have you ever seen behind Conrad Thompson's, um, like, when, it, when you see his background if he's ever doing a podcast uh-uh. or about that. He has Dusty's boots. Oh. He has uh, belts galore. Yeah. He's got a you know, robe somewhere. He's got some memorabilia. I bet he does. I'd want I I, I, know I just made fun of him. The, the Austin three sixteen vest. Yeah. Smoking skull. I'd want that. I might want the smoking skull belt. Yeah, I think I would want belts. Oh, I definitely want some belts. Sure. I'd want the I'd want the NWO belt, spray painted oh, okay. NWO. So I want two big gold belts. I want big gold belt and big gold belt, spray painted NWO. Yeah, I want. Uh, I would love to have a, a Sting's uh, bat. Yeah, that would be a cool one to have. Um, I don't want the snake, but I wouldn't mind having the bag that Damien lived in. Yeah. Um, Ultimate Warrior's coat that he wore. Yeah, that's a good. What about the million dollar belt? Yeah, that would be that cool. That would be a cool one to have. Because that was made out of like real diamonds, wasn't yeah. it, or something? Well, it probably wasn't, but I would like to have Jim Cornette's tennis racket. Yeah. I would want one of those. Uh, and, and a couple of his, his terrible blazers, too. I would want some of those. Um, Jimmy Hart's megaphone with the yeah. I airbrush. Ma- I w- that's good. I want uh, some of Randy Savage's sunglasses. I want some of Bret Hart's sunglasses. Yeah, I want the Bret Hart, the wraparounds. Yeah, that he's actually worn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All this sure. stuff has oh, to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, worn. I want game worn. Yeah, yes. for sure. Is there anything else I'm leaving out? I would want stuff from like big moments that happen. You know what I would really like? It'd have to be in my backyard. The old blue steel cage from yes. WWE. Imagine having one of those. That'd they have they have stuff like that. They have like a uh, warehouse oh, that I'm has sure, yeah. all that stuff just sitting just there sitting collecting there. dust. Let me have it. Just put it out for sale. Can I don't you, know where I'd put it. Can you imagine if they if, if like WWE was like this is the actual belt that Flair had. Yeah. We're going to sell it today. We'll sell this for $25,000. You, you could put it out for auction. I guarantee you get at least $300,000. There's no doubt. No question. There's no doubt. So that's a, that's a, that, 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 is a t- that is a topic, by the way, Josh, that we could have literally given you 45 minutes on. Yep. 
I'm, I'm cutting it off just because I know. All right, this is his first, Josh Watson's first time with the Robbie Rumblings. He wants to get this out of the way. I want to know your stance on what may be the worst take in the history of the show for me and Joel. Mayonnaise, yes or no? What's what's your take? What's the take? Mayonnaise is disgusting. So I don't agree with that. Oh, and no, I'm not a. I'm not mayonnaise. Like, I don't is have the to devil's have devil's pomade. I don't have to have mayonnaise on everything, and I'm not going to. Uh, now I think too much mayonnaise is is too much, but you need mayonnaise to blend with some of the other things that you have on a sandwich. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, no, you don't. Uh, you know, a good BLT. No, God. Is is not a good BLT without <laughs> mayonnaise. I'm just going to be honest with you. And it's got to be blue plate. I disagree. Winston Kimmel asks, considering the comments earlier in the year from Yancey Porter, that's not how he spelled his name, but I'll go with the regular one. How fitting is it that uh, MSU is playing the Leprechauns in the Super Regional? Some family members are coming to town this weekend. (laughs) We keep them short. Uh, Ben Smith, is the prayer this weekend, Hail Mary, full of grace, help my approach at the plate? (laughs) Is it time? Oh, no, you're the Catholic guy. Yeah. Is it time to lend new meaning to Our Lady of Sorrows? No, I think we're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. <laughs> uh, and then, is that it? No, no, we still got some more up here. Gilman Clang, pick two, leave one. Wendy's, McDonald's, and Burger King. I guess we just decided we're leaving Wendy's. Yeah. Wendy's, I'm not a fan. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving McDonald's. Oh, that's right. You don't like McDonald's at all. No. That's, right. that's, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Elvis, Michael Jackson, and Johnny Cash. I feel like we need to leave Michael Jackson here. Oh yeah. Now, I I really respect Michael what Michael Jackson did. That's mm-hmm. I've had the conversation with a lot of people before about Michael Jackson. Like I I can enjoy his music and also detest what kind of person he was. Yeah. On the outside. Oh yeah. But, I still listen to Michael Jackson. Uh. So it's it's pick two and leave one. You yeah. said. I mean, I, I'm I'm keeping Elvis and Michael Jackson. Okay. Just me personally. All right. As far as music is concerned, All right. I respect Johnny Cash too, but those two are the kings, the king of rock and the king of pop. So. Sure. Ghostbusters, Karate Kid, Back to the Future. Uh, I'm leaving. Oh, I really like. Those. I'm not a huge Back to the Future guy. I, I can leave Back to the Future, okay. but I but I love Back to the Future, but I'll I'll leave it because I really like Karate Kid and Ghostbusters. Okay. LeBron, Kobe, and MJ. I'm leaving LeBron. I, I'm I've had enough of LeBron. I might leave MJ because he's never was a Laker. I don't care. I, I respect MJ. Here's I, the here's the truth of this matter. I, I can't take Kobe's the one that's for sure getting in. I, I can't take LeBron anymore. Running to the refs, falling on the ground. You're six foot nine. I, I agree. You're built like a defensive end. I will say this: that now that I've seen LeBron play as a Laker, I never again want to hear that he was better than Kobe. Ever now he's he is a better overall basketball player. He he is. But if I got to win, I'm calling Kobe Bryant. To me, I've I've always said this: LeBron is the greatest athlete to ever play the game. Yes, there there is not a single person that you can find at that size that can move like that and can do what he can do. But I'm not picking him over either one of those guys from a strictly a, a killer instinct. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And we can have that conversation some yeah, other time. time. Last one from Gil. Broken nose, broken big toe, broken thumb on your dominant hand. Uh, I'm going to go with the thumb, I think. I'm going to go with a broken toe, big toe. I mean, you you can't walk. Yeah. So, and the nose, your eye's going to water. It's going to be yeah. physically unappealing. The thumb sucks. But you get around the thumb. I broke my pinky, and it's still it's curved. Like, it still doesn't and stick straight up. And you made fun of Bob for all those years. 
Well, I actually A-A-A-A. have five fingers. He doesn't have five. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Blaine Whitehead. The the originator of, of old Bob. Bob Falk here. COVID politics threat aside, what's the most ridiculous topic of discussion you've seen on Gene's page? Well, before we merged, we we had some really good ones on Bulldogs 247. Yeah. There was one guy that came on there that was trying to figure out how to get rid of a, a possum or armadillo or something <laughs> in his backyard. It was armadillo. Yeah. And that one went on for a while. Um, the the one that w- at the time was the most downvoted mm-hmm. was by a guy the called cooler. The Cooler who got mad at me in about 2014 because I was on the Bulldogs 247 Twitter account updating a women's basketball game that I was covering. And he got downvoted into oblivion. Yeah, like everybody just ran the, him off. The annual let's make let's ask why the beat writers don't you know wear maroon and white always makes me laugh. Yeah, why why aren't they? And the ones that why y'all need to start asking tough questions whenever state starts right. losing. It's always that's always brought up. Yeah, but, but. who is the greatest student manager slash bullpen catcher in MSU history? Is there someone? Asking this as a bullpen manager. I thought this was like an inside joke between you two that you would just have an answer for. I don't know. Okay, I, we'll I mean, I, I don't know. The only student manager that I own, that I that I have known personally mm-hmm. is Charlie Brand from East Webster, who I covered when he was in high school. Yeah. Also, for he also was going to give a shout out to Justin Hillhouse. Yeah, Justin's one of my best friends growing up in high yeah. school. And then lastly, here from Blaine. He's getting all. He's he's trying to promote all his friends. I think that's fine. What wrestler farewell speech affected you the most, and why was it Shawn Michaels from 2010? That wasn't it at all. His whenever he lost his smile back in 1997 or whenever it was was honestly to me it might have been Edge. Yeah, because Because, you weren't expecting that, and because he got he had to leave. Shawn Michaels was ready to retire. Yeah, Ric Flair was ready to retire. Uh, Edge was not ready. Daniel Bryan, same way. Yeah, so those 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 were tough. Yeah, uh, you have to listen to this Tom Brett Petty song, by the way. So make sure you do that. What is it? It's break. It's a uh, breakdown, and he said, but it's a live version from 1985. Okay, just check it out. I like Tom Petty. All right, we got like uh, we got the Flying M. Rank these zeros: Twig Branch, Dominique Dillingham, Jalen Steele. Nick Weatherspoon, Daryl Wilson. Jalen still last. Daryl Jalen still's last. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about I, Twig Branch to make him higher than four. I'm gonna say Daryl Wilson's one. Yeah. Dominic Dillingham two. Yes. Nick Weatherspoon three. I guess just right. because I don't know who Twig Branch is. Right. And I apologize if he was a legend back in the day. I'm guessing it's like a 1930s football player. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll go with uh, Jalen Still last. All right. Walking bully. Here we go. We've been waiting for this one. Who is more at fault? The old lady for sexting oh. while watching the Ole Miss game with her phone exposed or the pe- person who snapped the pics of said phones and put them on Twitter? That person went private on Twitter, by the way. I, guess I, hope, my, overwhelmed. I hope my mom's not listening. Yeah, well, we're going to discuss this. Okay, so here's my thing. I was reading the replies to this tweet last yeah. night. The person that posted it like got obliterated for yeah. posting it. Yeah. Uh, but my thing is, if you don't want to be seen... Don't do that in public. You you're your sitting at a, out. you're sitting in a stadium of ten thousand people. You know somebody's behind you, and you know that your text font is like extra extra large. I mean, she didn't sit, and I feel she wasn't shy about it. I feel awful this for this lady because I'm sure she's just 
absolutely mortified. And the guy, too, because it, it got his a, name on there. And I think it was blacked out at some point. But you can't do this in public. You yeah. can't do this in public. You, yeah. you cannot do this at a, at a sporting I event. Think, I think both people are equally at fault. What if this was a work? Do you would you subscribe wow, to that? Grandma there is is doing this on no. Come on, no. It this seemed, isn't a work. It it just seemed a setup. If it wasn't a, a work, that person doesn't go private on Twitter. That's true. So. Uh, but at the end of the day, folks, yeah. If you're into that that sort of thing, keep it at home. Don't do it when you're at a stadium full of people. No. And no. someone's sitting right behind you. I mean. I, I don't understand, yeah, but I agree. I agree. I, I'm not gonna fault. I'm not gonna fault the person that that posted it yeah. because everything gets posted these days. So, right. what do you Bangham Cafe? What do you miss the most about the old dude other than the press view? Nothing really. That's it. Yeah, that's I mean, all I miss. this place if a hundred times better. If you're complaining about anything at this place, you're just an old fogey that just is not gonna let go. I agree. Rumbling bully, real quick. Rumbling bully, uh, making this point. We were talking about you know what you do on Twitter. If you're going to try to stay anonymous, maybe don't name it John's Notes. Just want, just want to say that on your, oh, on your graphic okay. here. Brian, someone made a bet with you. Is it Cohen? <laughs> it's not, not spelled, spelled correctly. Oh. Someone made a bet with you that they would wear state gear during Egg Bowl week if state fans help raise enough money to upgrade the parking lot that Ole Miss calls Banfield. That is correct. Alex McDaniel comes to the Egg Bowl as an MSU fan. Would you ever take a bet that would require you to wear Ole Miss attire? And if so, how extreme would the circumstances of the bet have to be? I have made a bet that made me wear almost tire. I lost that bet. It was just on the Egg Bowl. Now I've seen that picture. Yeah, to, but that was at somebody's house. To actually come to the Egg Bowl as an Ole Miss fan, I don't care about somebody else. I have to make money on that deal. Yes, right. That's got to be. I got to get five figures to, for that. If you gave me fifty grand, I'll show up to the Egg Bowl in red and blue and cheer for Ole Miss. It's a good thing that you just read that question a while ago about what you missed about the old dude because David Literal just came in there and answered it. Oh. The guy oh. that said, don't listen, to, he's not going to listen to us. You could have. I, uh, I, I, I would hate that for, for Mangum Cafe because, or whoever well, he asked answered, that question. Well, he answered somebody, somebody else. He, got, he called them out. I assume he will do the same. Yeah, he, he'll do that. We got, we got you covered, Mangum. We got you covered. Uh, John Burnett, who are your favorite Twitter follows? Um, Bunky Perkins Bunky is Perkins right at the top. Hilarious. Brian CTP is my favorite MSU fan follow. He's I hilarious. Hate, I hate we didn't get to do his question last week. I know, I know. Um, I like following old Haas Radburn. That's one of my the guy who makes me laugh pretty consistently. My good friend Ryan Nelson. We have a lot of questions today. Jeez, we're going we're going to beat last week's uh, show. What time do you have? Let to them leave? flow. Twelve thirty. Uh, oh, we got time then. Who wins in a Coke drinking race between me and the Ole Miss fan? That guy was that, chugging pretty good. That guy also admitted that that Coke was leaded, which it, well you could tell there was no fizz. There was some bourbon so there, there was some bourbon yeah. in there, probably some Jack I don't Daniels like or something. Coke, so he's going to win that. But in regular Coke, I don't know. Uh, you're are you like a chugger? I'm not really. You're kind of a. I have I pride myself that I haven't taken a drink out of a two liter in a long, long time. And again, folks, uh, we, we keep saying that there, there's this notion that, that Ole Miss is just this refined place, and then you see this guy chugging out of a two-liter drink with work jeans on. We're all the same. Yeah. Everyone in Mississippi is the same. Yeah. So let, let's, let's stop the charade right yeah. now. What three albums would you choose if you could only listen to three albums for the rest of your life? 
gosh, that's a good question because I'm not like a I'm not like a pick up the album or like go to the album Spotify kind right. of guy. I just kind of have my have your songs. Yeah. Um, if it were, if it were just bands, I, I would have to. My bands would be like Queen, mm-hmm. maybe Foo Fighters. And yeah, because you can't pick a greatest hits compilation either. You gotta, you gotta get. I don't so know I, about. I have, I have three that I could do. Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses That's would be choice. one of them. Yeah. Um. What would you have? That that's that's the first one. The first one that came to mind. Okay, Metallica, the Black Album, and Rush, Moving Pictures. I'm trying to think of one that it, it's got to be an album that I can listen to like all the way through. Yeah, like I can listen to those start three to albums. Finish. I can I can listen to all like the way you. It, it can't be one that you just pick three or four songs from it. It's got to be one that I'm listening start to finish. Um, so. Yeah, those are good albums. David Luttrell is slowly becoming the most. What am I, he's not. He's not high on my list right now. Let's put it that way. Uh, Ryan also wants to know if you have a favorite Hey Dad story. Um, the, my favorite. One of my favorite experiences was uh, at that uh, Spezios or whatever that oh place my gosh, was. The, we just put the so Italian restaurant. <laughs> so we go to this. The the I, I had no idea that this place was going to be as great as it was in Omaha. None of us did. We I'm just, praying that Mississippi State makes it to Omaha so we can go to this place. I had not even thought about that, but you're right, yeah. And this time we're going twice. Oh, yeah. We, we were going to go again if State would have beaten yes. Louisville. Yeah. Um, so we go to this place. It's a brunch spot. It's an Italian restaurant, but they have all-you-can-eat brunch buffet at this place. And it's a brunch buffet like, like that. The, the trays are is immaculate. It's got, you know... Eggs Benedict. It's got bacon like piled up. Yeah. It's got pancakes, waffles, and they had a lot of other stuff that you don't like. They had like fish. There were things like that you're fish. like, what in the world? Yeah. This is not a breakfast food, but I'm going to eat it. Yeah, it was incredible. So they had everything you can think of in this place. Brian ate. I think he closed the place down. I mean, I, I ate a lot. Brian ate, lot. ate about five plates. I mean, when when they said that this is all you can eat, Brian said, "Okay, I'm yeah. going to take you up on that." They had the cinnamon roll. Remember the cinnamon rolls? Yeah, they had to order they had the cinnamon rolls. They, oh my they were God, part of the buffet, but they're like, if you want cinnamon rolls, tell us and we'll bring them. I was like, well, I want them. So, so, so Brian came out of this place just beaming. I'm I mean, so happy. he was so happy. So if you ever see that video that I have where Brian is walking and then he clicks his heels, that is That's coming out of that place. From. So that that is one of my favorite moments yeah. that we've experienced. So Saturday when it was raining, I was walking to the stadium. And somebody stopped me and they were like, you can do the click heel thing? And I was like, on the <laughs> wet ground here? It's like, you'd be able yeah, to call an ambulance before I start. That thing's falling so far back in my photo gallery, I've got to bump it up somewhere. It's easy to find. Uh, let's see here. Colby Keller, rank these players by their swag. Tanner Allen, L- Logan Tanner, Brad Cumbus, Cameron James. Logan Tanner's one on the side. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's one of those players that if you're on the other team, you hate this yeah. guy. Tanner but, Allen's two. He's got a mohawk. He's playing yep. with the short shorts. I think Cam James is kind of he's he's kind of he's vanilla. kind of calm, cool, and collected, yeah. you know. And then Compass is just a country boy. So yep, he's he's low on the swag. He boy is he a country boy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Another one. We got two more from the Flying M MSU history. Rank these number nines: Madkin, Pat McMahon, Darius Slay, Montez Sweat. Do we have another number nine? This is a relatively thin group, as far as you could tell. Let's just go with these four. This is a strong um, group, though. Okay, so. 
You got through those again. Madkin. Madkin. Pat McMahon. Darius Slay. Montez Sweat. All right, so Montez Sweat's moved moved up that list for me. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I'm you know I might go with I might go with Montez number one. First round pick in okay. the NFL okay. uh, was in two years at Mississippi State had like twenty something sacks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I might go Sweat. Maybe Pat McMahon next because Ooh, he was a okay. he was you know pitching a pitching coach for some great Mississippi State teams. Went to college. He was World a College World Series as a head SEC coach. Tournament, yeah. Coached at I mean well it, I, I can't you can't Florida use his Florida. Florida. So I might go McMahon after that. Mm-hmm. I said Mackin second. Then you said you said McMahon second. Okay. Yeah, I I I think I'll go McMahon second. I think I'll go Mackin third because okay. at the time. He was the winningest quarterback yeah. in Mississippi State history. The only then, quarterback to get to the SEC championship game. And then Darius Slay. And that's I mean that's tough. Slay is a great player. Yeah. All right. He didn't so, have a great career at Mississippi State. He only had one good yeah, year. Yeah. Our official nine rankings: Sweat, McMahon, Madkin, Slay. Are you going with that too? Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which I can't think of another most... nine. Was there another nine that was any good? I mean, I'm sure there are, but nothing's coming to mind right this second. Uh. Which of these is the most surprising statistic? Wes Ray had a 100% success rate in stolen bases. Two for two. Ross Mitchell has a career 1,000 batting average. He's one for one. Wesley Morgan made 100% of the shots he took in the SEC in 2004. Wes Ray's one. Yeah, that's craziness. Um, so that's, it's, not, it's not a ranking. It's just which is the most surprising. So Wes Ray? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because he stole two bases, which... One of them was against Kentucky in the SEC tournament when he kicked someone's glove into center field when he slid into second, yes, which was yes. an amazing visual. Uh, Rob Montgomery, if the 20 season had played out normally, do you think we'd be looking at our sixth straight Super Regional or would last year's team have bowed out in the regionals? That team was heating up. But Chris Lamonis admitted last week that he didn't know if Tanner Allen would have come back from that wrist injury. Oh, really? And if that would have happened... And then, no, yeah. You're, then, you're, then but you had Justin Foscue and Jordan Westberg. That's true, too. And I Hatcher mean, was hitting last year, too. Uh, you didn't... There was there was a lot of question marks with your pitching, but who's to say Will Bednar and Landon Sims wouldn't have really turned it on because yeah. they were starting to yeah. get better. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's a good question. It would have been interesting. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Shelby Beach wants to know are there run rules for the NCAA Tournament College World Series. There are not. Not, not, not when there's... Not in the NCAA tournament. Rob Hadaway, have we taken the time today to acknowledge our tribal chief, the head of the table, the reigning defending WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns? I, I, we could take that time now. Well, you did last week, didn't you? Didn't yeah. you say something about I believe so. Oh, I mean, we were talking about the Disney princesses. And yeah. We were talking about Roman, chiefs, and you mentioned Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. He's, uh, he's in his element right now. This is exactly what I've wanted of him. Perfect. I don't need him to be a baby face. I want him to be... A, it makes you wonder, as good as he is as a heel... What could they have done if they had decided to go with Cena and just been like, let's make Cena a heel just to see how it goes? I think, I, I think, I think this, it would have been incredible. I think now it would be, you know, if he was still here, it would have been a good time to do it. Yeah. And you could still do it now. I mean, it's not, it's not like he's the face of the company anymore. Joel and I laid out the whole what they need to do with with Roman Reigns and Cena's a part of it. Would you like to hear how we would book? Yeah. SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns defeats Brock Lesnar. All right, so now you're like, oh my gosh, he's beating everybody. Who can beat him? Who can beat him? Who can beat him? For the at the Royal Rumble, before the Royal Rumble, Cena comes back. Reigns targets him. You have Cena versus Reigns 
At Mania? At, no, no, no. At the Royal Rumble. Okay. And you're like, again, Reigns wins. And they're like, okay, there's nobody left. There's nobody left. Except and, The Rock. And then The Rock comes in. That would be awesome. And The Rock comes in and is like, who's the tribal chief? Yeah, I was the one who's that laid the, the foundation. The yeah. And so, yeah, that writes itself. They won't do it, of course. Uh, Brian McDuff, my friend Brian McDuff. What's your favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie besides Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, obviously? Well, Bloodsport's the, Blood correct, is the answer. correct answer. Outside of Bloodsport, it's probably Kickboxer or Double Impact. Du- double Impact, I was going to say I that. I love Double Impact when there's two of them. Yeah. Just, As a kid, I always thought, oh, does he have a twin? No, nah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, I, I, forever. It's a good movie. Because I saw it at the video store. You'd see the, the on the front of the yeah. video was yeah. the, him. And I was like, oh, dang, I didn't know he had a twin. I, I, I think we're going to have the same answer to this question. What is your favorite restaurant you've been to on the road? Uh, that's going to be the Chimes. The Chimes. I yes. love the Chimes. Uh, what is it with Arkansas and beers on their heads while attending baseball games in the second best stadium in the country? I was just thinking that last night when I saw that. So I, I haven't seen this. What are they doing? They're balancing so beers out there? I think it might be bases loaded. That's the only thing I could come up with. So a guy got on base last night with the bases loaded, and people started putting on hats, like beer hats. Uh-huh. And then a few people put beer cans on their head. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of – I, I didn't know what was the beer happening. And not throwing I, out the beer? I didn't know what was happening, but the you know the hats were. It was really confusing, but I think it might have been uh, a bases loaded situation because I think they did it against State a couple years ago too. Okay. Wade Jones, are Ritz crackers softer and crumble easier than I remember? I haven't had a Ritz cracker in so long. I yeah, me play. neither. Um, that they, they can get. Uh, my daughter eats buttery. them sometimes, yeah. and but they they get messy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. And our final one here from John Burnett. It's Tuesday, just after 11. We got everything caught up at work, but we've been watching Old Dominion in Virginia since 8 a.m. Feels like opening round March Madness. Which do you prefer, baseball regional weekend or opening round of the NCAA tournament? The first two days of March Madness. Are the March best Madness is. A, I, I love baseball, but you just I, can't beat it. Yeah. So, and then there's David Luttrell. Mm. I hope I hope the Mangum Cafe says something to him. All right, guys, that's all for today. Tomorrow's show. Uh, I've got a couple interviews lined up for us. We're that was almost talk- two hours. Yeah, it was. Uh, tomorrow we're going to talk to uh, John Hale from the Louisville Curry Jur- Journal. Uh, he will help us in our Kentucky preview. And, of course, we have Egg Bowl preview tomorrow as well. That scalawag, my ultimate rival, Ben Garrett of the Ole Miss Spirit, will join us here as we uh, discuss the season finale as we get closer and closer to kickoff. Also this week I'm going to be talking to Patrick Engel from Blue and Gold Illustrated. We'll get a little preview of, of Notre Dame as well. Thanks for all the questions today. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.